their purpose is to shut down my voice, shut down China aid, so that uh, you know there won't be another threat to the Communist Party's propaganda. Across the world today, millions of Christians are persecuted. They face oppression, imprisonment, displacement, and even death simply because of their faith in Jesus Christ. These courageous believers are our brothers and sisters. We're in this together with them, and we need to hear their voice. Join host Laura as we discover their stories today on Release International's Voice podcast. Release International is privileged to work with some amazingly dedicated and courageous partners across the world. Their love for the Lord drives them to faithfully serve our persecuted brothers and sisters, often at great cost to themselves. And it's a special privilege for us when they're able to visit the UK. During those times, we get to share face-to-face fellowship with them and hear their voice directly. On today's podcast, I'm speaking to Release International worker James Fraser about our forthcoming speaker tour with international partner Bob Fu of China Aid. Listen in as we discuss Bob's story of faith and imprisonment in China, his previous visit to the UK, and what we can look forward to during his visit in October this year. Plus, we have a special contribution from Bob himself, who recounts the opposition and threats he and his family faced in Texas in 2020. Welcome, James, to The Voice podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. It's good to be here again. You are Release International's lead engagement manager and one of the things that you and the team of engagement managers do every year is to organise events in churches across the UK with some of our international ministry partners. We're going to go on to talk about a series of events we've planned for October this year with our partner Bob Fu from China Aid and we'll hear some extracts from a recent interview we did with him too. But before we do that, can you just tell me why it's important for us to be doing this kind of thing? Yeah, I think it, it really is important for us to be able to do this kind of thing, you know, to to bring our international partners over to the UK so that we can hear from them directly. You know, one of the things that, uh, or one of the ways that we fulfil our calling as a ministry is by raising the voice of persecuted Christians. And that really goes right back to Richard Firmbrandt, who inspired the founding of Release more than 50 years ago now. He, we know, spent 14 years in, in communist prisons in Romania and suffered terribly during that time. So his experience of persecution was very much of a, a first-hand thing. And so when he spoke about it, people really uh, listened. Uh, and so that challenge that he gave to Christians in the West, do not abandon them, do not abandon your brothers and sisters who are suffering for their faith, that challenge was so powerful because he knew exactly what it was like to be in their position. And so we want to do everything that we can today to continue to raise the voice of our persecuted brothers and sisters in the most effective ways. And one of the most effective and powerful ways that we can do that is by giving Christians here in the UK this opportunity to hear directly from our international partners and the people that they're supporting on the ground. Um, There's a a, a verse uh, in the often neglected little book of or little letter of 2 John in the New Testament where the Apostle John says this. He says, Though I have much to write to you, I would rather not use paper and ink 
Instead, I hope to come to you and talk face to face so that our joy may be complete. And I think, you know, given the experience that we've all had in the last couple of years of various forms of lockdown, we can all relate to that version in a new way. Um, we know just how precious it is to have face-to-face fellowship with other Christians. And there's a certain sense in which our partners, when they come over to visit us, they are representatives of all of the persecuted believers that they work with. And so when they have that face-to-face fellowship with us, they are kind of acting as a bridge between us and between our persecuted brothers and sisters. Um, and, and then when they return and when they have in turn fellowship with these believers on the ground, they can say to them in places like Pakistan or, or India or Nigeria, they can say, there are Christians in the UK who are sharing your pain, who are praying for you. I know because I've been there and spent time with them doing that. And I think when we kind of consider it on that level, there is a lot going on in these speaker tours. You know, they're not just nice events to attend. Hopefully they're going to be things that bring real impact and change everyone who attends them in some way. And I regularly speak to people across the country who have attended these events in the past and often they remember one particular thing that was said or one particular phrase, even one particular expression from the partners and it sticks with them for a long time and it becomes a a catalyst that keeps them acting and praying regularly eh, for persecuted Christians. Mm, that's excellent yeah so as I said before we have our partner Bob Fu from China Aid visiting the UK in October this year which we're really looking forward to so can you just tell me a little bit about Bob and his organisation China Aid yeah so Bob is a, is a remarkable guy he's originally from China he grew up there under the rule of the Chinese Communist Party which is of course a, an atheistic system so he was brought up in that education system and that culture Um, But he was actually, um, at the time when he was a student, there was a kind of reform movement going on in China or an attempted reform movement. And he was part of that. He was actually part of the Tiananmen Square protests. He was there in Tiananmen Square in 1989 uh, for some of that time. Um, But it was shortly after that that he came to faith in Jesus. Um, He was going through a difficult time in in many ways. Uh, He uh, was able to get a biography of a Christian leader in China and he managed to get a Bible as well, uh, which was not necessarily that easy to do at that time. But God really spoke to him and, and convicted him of his need to become a new creation in Christ. So political reform wasn't enough to bring the change that Bob knew he needed to have. He needed to become a new creation in Christ and only God could do that. Um, And so after that conversion experience, he immediately became involved in church life and and evangelism. He had a real heart to share the gospel. um, And he did that throughout university, despite the risks of that. It was uh, effectively illegal to do that in China. Um, Then after university, he got a job teaching English to Communist Party officials. That was his day job. But during the evenings and the weekends, he was working, planting churches and leading house churches. Uh, But all of that was at a big risk. And he was eventually arrested, uh, along with his wife, for illegal evangelism. Uh, And as a result of that, he was imprisoned for two months. So that was back in 1996. A year after that, 1997, he and his wife Heidi uh, fled to the United States as religious refugees. Uh, and then, following on from that in 2002, he founded the organisation ChinaAid uh, with the purpose of bringing international attention to China's human rights violations and to the ways in which they deny 
uh, religious freedom which he had experienced. Um, so China Aid works to expose the Chinese, Chinese Communist Party's abuses. Um, it works to encourage believers who face that abuse with, with practical support. And they work to equip Chinese Christian leaders to defend their faith and their freedom. And throughout those past uh, 20 years now, uh, Bob is, has become one of the leading experts in this whole area of work. So he's testified before several American and international bodies, um, including the United Nations Commission on Human Rights. Um, he regularly briefs the State Department and members of Congress in the US. Uh, he was recently honoured with the Wilberforce Award from the Colson Centre in the States uh, for his efforts in this whole area of justice and religious freedom. Uh, so Bob is a, has a remarkable story. Again, uh, he's, he's one of these people who's come from the context of persecution, experienced the sharp end of that himself, and subsequently he's devoted his life to walking with the persecuted and serving them. Uh, so Release International is really privileged to be able to partner with Bob with ChinaAid uh, on a number of projects that support uh, Christians in China. On today's podcast, I'm speaking to Release International worker James Fraser about our forthcoming speaker tour with international partner Bob Fu of China Aid. We've spoken about Bob's story of coming to faith in China and the opposition he faced as a result. Keep listening as we go on to hear from Bob directly and discuss what he will be sharing when he visits in October. For full details and dates and venues, just visit releaseinternational.org forward slash events. And China Aid's office is based in Texas in the United States. And that is a part of the world where we'd expect Christians to be more or less safe from persecution and from the reach of the Chinese Communist Party. But that was not the case for Bob back in the autumn of 2020. Release International workers recently visited Bob and we asked him about the threats and the intimidation that he faced. Yeah, what had happened uh, in uh, front of our house, basically, um, was very surreal. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable um, that suddenly a group of uh, the um, Chinese uh, co uh, covered their faces, uh, basically uh, showed up in front of our house. Uh, sometimes uh, like uh, a few dozen, sometimes like a hundred, uh, would occupy our whole street and shouting. Um, uh, they showed up every day from nine o'clock to five um, and basically shouting to eliminate uh, Bob Fu and uh, kill Bob Fu. Uh, and uh, so my, uh, the FBI and uh, the local police, I mean, the receive uh, credible uh, evidence showing um, the threat is real. So we were extract, extracted and exiled from our own home for two months. I cannot think of uh, uh, any uh, enemy uh, of Bob Fu other than the Chinese Communist Party, uh, especially in the American soil. I don't feel uh, we have offended uh, any one of our neighbor to trigger this or any other people. And those people, these are all Chinese, uh, being um, kind of directed and sent, uh, uh, commissioned uh, by a, a Chinese communist uh, 
billionaire from New York, uh, who has a, actually UK connection, um, that um, basically from New York, uh, from San Francisco, uh, from uh, the uh, uh, even Houston, so they all gathered there uh, to do this. So, so I'm not only uh, their uh, only target because they target other dissidents. So he's known as the dissident hunters. So who <laughs> would hunt the Chinese dissidents? Who hate the Chinese dissidents? I myself actually even don't feel classified as a really traditional political dissident. Because, uh, my you know, focus and the whole China aid, our mission is purely is to walk with the persecuted brothers and sisters and uh, really advance religious freedom and the rule of law. Um, and well, they have, uh, besides shouting slogans, they have two live uh, uh, streaming cameras uh, basically broadcast to millions of people. Uh, their purpose really is to shut down my voice, shut down China aid, uh, so that uh, you know, there won't be another threat to the Communist Party's propaganda. Oh, they're physically threatening me too. They, they shot, kill Bob Fu, eliminate Bob Fu, in, I mean, in, in public. And uh, at one occasion, they, they put posting little, uh, uh, like, small bombs. Uh, so the local uh, bomb squad has to go there to uh, kind of uh, do a sweep. Um, so it is a, a very, very uh, dangerous situation. For uh, three months, um, they were there. Honestly, we were, of course, surprised initially, and then, of course, a little scared, especially we have children at home, and uh, Heidi you know, was uh, very concerned. Uh, so we, of course, also immediately report to the authorities, and uh, of course, the U.S. and both the federal and local uh, law enforcement are very well aware. Um, but at the same time, in retrospect, I feel uh, maybe the Lord is showing us uh, another uh, uh, spiritual uh, lesson, and that is uh, nowhere should be regarded as uh, safe, even in West Texas. <laughs> maybe we took a, uh, for granted for our kind of uh, uh, safety and uh, um, you know, uh, solidarity here in our community. So we basically maybe um, kind of uh, feel relaxed too much. God used these enemies to come over as a reminder that we need to constantly uh, launch the, I mean, fully armed as the book of Ephesians uh, chapter 6 uh, tells us, uh, with the full armor of God to be on uh, alert that spiritual warfare is, uh, is always happening. We have to totally depend on God and his protection and his way uh, like the, our persecuted brothers and sisters, they have been. So I think that's one lesson. I, I feel safe. I mean, I feel, um, number one, of course, our life is in the hands of the Lord. Uh, without his permission, not a, one piece of uh, hair will fall. Uh, number two, yeah, I think over uh, both the federal and local uh, government and law enforcement has been very, very uh, good uh, kind of in protecting us.
I think it's a calling uh, in that sense. It's um, a biblical calling, uh, basically. To me, uh, whenever I heard, uh, uh, especially a fellow one part of body, uh, you know, in Christ is suffering, uh, especially uh, facing imminent, uh, uh, you know, life or death threat, uh, I kind of immediately picture them when we were in China, when we were imprisoned, uh, and when I witnessed those torture uh, by the Communist Party, especially children. So I just could not sit there still and just, uh, you know, if we ha- uh, have the wake and if the Lord provides the channel, uh, we'll immediately uh, at least to, to try um, to help them. So, James, I know we organised a speaker tour with Bob across the UK in 2018. So could you just tell us a little bit about how that was received and also what will Bob be talking about when he visits in October this year? Yeah, so it was back in March 2018 when Bob last visited. Um, He spoke in a number of churches across the country where he shared his own story. He talked about the growth of the church in China and how that has been consistently accompanied by suffering. Uh, And I remember that he challenged us to consider that one of the reasons why the church in the UK might not be growing in the same way is because we've adopted a kind of pain-free therapeutic version of the gospel and we've forgotten what it means to share in the sufferings of Christ. Uh, And people were definitely impacted uh, by that message. I remember one particular church that was packed full of people and the event was a real highlight for them in their year. Um, I mentioned earlier that, that, that people often remember particular phrases or sentences that our partners share um, and and the power of that stays with them for a long time. The phrase that I most remember from Bob's last visit was this term he used, prison theology. So he talked about the fact that the pastor who baptised him uh, back in China had spent many years in prison and then the pastor who married him and his wife had also spent many years in prison for his faith. And he basically said, if you want to be a pastor in China, then the first course that you need to take is not systematic theology, but prison theology. Uh, and he went on to share about his, his own experience in prison, sharing the gospel with his cellmates, singing hymns of thanks to God, and just how much he learned, how, how that was so formative for him in his own experience of becoming a Christian leader in China. That prison theology was a fundamental part of it. Um, so that's kind of what he shared with us um, four years or so ago when he was with us. Um, And back then, 2018, the Communist Party had just introduced new religious laws that were starting to have a big impact on the church in China. Well, since then, I think it's fair to say that things have definitely deteriorated in terms of religious freedom in China. House churches have been increasingly targeted, uh, closed down, forced to meet in much smaller groups. Pastors and leaders have been arrested. Surveillance has increased dramatically. Um, we know about that in technological terms, but also just how, how ubiquitous it is in China. It's very hard for people to, to do things discreetly because they're watched all the time. Um, more new laws have been introduced. Um, most recently, laws that control online religious content, uh, which is making things much more difficult for Christians uh, to share things in an online forum. Uh, we've been reporting on all of this stuff regularly in our magazine and prayer updates over the last few years. Actually, there's a really good article in the, the current magazine which looks at the case of Pastor Wang Yi and Early Rain Covenant Church. 
Uh, so Wang Yi's serving a nine-year prison sentence because of his work. That's a good article to read to get some more background on it. So Bob is going to be telling us about a lot of these things. Um, he's going to let us know about the work that he's involved in supporting Christians in China and how we can best pray for them. China's one of these countries now that um, is very much on our secular news agenda uh, when it comes to business and politics and human rights and military and all these other things. I think the thing that Bob is able to do is give us this expert view on how all of this is affecting our Christian brothers and sisters there. It sounds like it's going to be really interesting. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are already looking forward to that. So how can they find out about these events and why should they come? Yeah, so if you go to our website, releaseinternational.org forward slash events, there's full details of all of the dates, uh, which includes events in the southeast and the Midlands and the north and Scotland and Northern Ireland. Um, and also for those who are not able to come physically in person to these events, uh, we also have an online version of the event, which you can register for through Eventbrite. So um, go onto our website, have, have a look around there and find out more details about it. Uh, and why should people come? Well, I think that's uh, really for all of the reasons that I've, I've already mentioned, that this is going to be an amazing opportunity to hear the voice of persecuted Christians in China. It's going to be a time to express fellowship, our fellowship with the global body of Christ in a special way. Um, and it's an opportunity to have this expert insight into China so that we can be better equipped to pray and to support our brothers and sisters in that country. Great. Thank you, James. Thank you. Through his recent experience in Texas, Bob Fu was reminded of the fact that in this world, nowhere can be regarded as truly safe. Presently, our Christian brothers and sisters in China experience that reality more intensely than we do in the UK. Nevertheless, it is an important reminder to us that we are one with them, and when one part of the body suffers, every part should suffer with it. Our identification with our brothers and sisters in China begins by learning about their circumstances, so please do take the opportunity to attend one of our events with Bob Fu in October, either in person or online. Again, for full details and dates and venues, just visit www.releaseinternational.org forward slash events. Thank you so much for listening to The Voice podcast. Please do subscribe for your favourite podcast app so you can stay connected to the voice of persecuted Christians. We'd love to hear your feedback on the podcast too, so please do share your comments with us. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube. And if you don't already receive our free quarterly magazine or prayer alert emails, then you can subscribe now on our website at releaseinternational.org forward slash podcast. Remember those who are in prison as if you were in there together with them, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Do not abandon them.